and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hey everybody, I'm here with my guest Dia, and we are here to inspire moms like you. Our mission is to support, encourage, and empower moms who are imperfect to love as a verb. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me. I would like to ask the very first question. Who is Valerie as a person? And tell a little bit about your mission for me. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I am an imperfect mom who loves. I say that all the time, but I feel like it really is true. Before I became a mom, I studied for motherhood like it was an examination. I wanted to get an A plus on it. And that was for a variety of reasons. I mean, I wanted to be a different mom um, growing up uh, than I had experienced. But also, I felt like, you know, it's so easy to just, there's just so, we can't control everything. We can't, there's nothing we can really control. And so it's so easy to yell. It's so easy to get frustrated. And I quickly realized that I did not have any control. And in fact, it was like within 10 minutes of my first being born, she was taken away to the NICU. And all the studying that I did was just like, well, I didn't prepare for this. So how do I, what do I do now? So I looked up the word mother in the dictionary. And according to Merriam-Webster, mother is a noun and a verb, which I thought was interesting. I never thought about it as a verb. And a verb of mother means to care for or protect, to give birth or to rise. And what does all of that? I mean, who gives birth, allows our families to rise, allows us to care and protect? That is love. I mean, that really to mom or to mother means to love. And at the end of the day, that's all I can do. And that's all the control I really have. And thinking of that from that perspective, and even from previous generations, from like growing up, um, generational legacy is like, how do I change these generational legacies? Like I have these tools that, you know, my parents did the best that they could. And now I know um, that there is an action that I can do differently based on how I, what I learned from having that control taken away from me so quickly, I feel like. And so I just became so inspired in that NICU time to write and to, um, and I kept doing it. And that allowed me to, I guess, just keep going every day because each day I am not perfect by any means, but each hour, each day is different. But all I can do is keep trying. It's that growth mindset, like Carol Dweck's. Um, she talks about the power of yet. And failure, we, it shouldn't even be in the dictionary, in my opinion, because we don't fail. We, it's just not yet. Like, if I'm yelling too much today, well, you know, that's okay. 
I, it's just not yet. And I have another day to work on it. I can apologize to my kids or I can, we can have a conversation about it and say, you know, I was yelling too much in the, um, trying to get us to school on time today. And I'm sorry I yelled, but you know, what can we work on? How can we work on this together? There's so many imperfections in life and we can look to nature and all too. Like it's, we live in an imperfect world and that's okay. What I want is to continue to improve, to grow, and then I am continuing to love and to grow with my kids. It's not this black and white. There's so much gray in the world, and love really is what makes all the difference. And love is an action as opposed to that noun that's what society, what we should be, what we feel like we should be doing as a mom, or what I feel inside I should be doing. It's none of that. It's this action of what can I do right here and right now? Um, what can I do in the present? And if I keep doing that next step of in the name of love, then that's really all I can do. So absolutely, I agree with you. I do believe that there is no perfect mom or dad or no perfect person, as a matter of fact. I do believe that everybody is doing the best they can in the time, in the knowledge, the way they can, of course. And I think it's uh, it's it's amazing. It really is to recognize that we have to better ourselves for ourselves, for our kids, for our families. I think there's nothing more important than that. that don't get stuck in a moment. Keep learning. Uh, have that initial communication with your kids, with your spouse, with anybody, as a matter of fact, with your friend, with your family, and try to, of course, improve things. So absolutely. Um, are you ready for my next question? <laughs> so you kind of touched base on your mission, um, but what do you want out of it all? I know you started podcasts. Obviously, I was part of one of your podcasts. Um, why, why encouraging others? What does that mean mm. to you? Thank you for that. I feel like so much of my mission is that everyone is in this world together and all of us moms are supporting each other that when I became a mom, I just felt so alone. I, I felt like I didn't really have that community and people will say, Oh, well, you know, just get your mom village. Well, what if you don't have a village? What if you just, or you're just swimming in the sea of worry and anxiety and like you just, you just don't even want to reach out. I want to just really encourage other moms to know that there are resources out there and that it's okay to, first of all, it's okay to not be okay, but none of us have it perfect. Like we can see other people for what they're posting on social media, what we see, but we don't know what's going on inside. And I just really want to encourage that conversation amongst others. And also I I'm so passionate about generational legacies and how can I, like, there's the story of the monarch butterfly and like, how does a monarch butterfly migrate? And they will fly down to Mexico. One butterfly flies from the North to the South, but then when they come back up, they fly in different generations. It's not the same butterfly that continues to fly. So they pass on to the next generation where they left off. And which I think that's so powerful. Sometimes we think that we don't have much control or power in this world, but we do. And we may not even 
it may be like decades from now, like what our power, what that seed is that we instill or that ripple, that rock that we throw in the pond and the ripple effect. And I just really want to empower others to know that they can make a difference. They are not alone. They can make a difference. And moms, in my opinion, have the most important job in the world. Absolutely. And I think like, like I mentioned, I think on my previous podcast as well with you that I think we carry so much. If you just think of like your first sentence that we literally are holding a whole household or kids, um, education or work or like trying you trying to inspire others. It's just, yeah, absolutely. And I do believe that we can inspire all together because not one story is like the other. Everybody is unique, have their different struggles. And to know that there is a community to come together, I think that's just amazing where you can just talk about different topics and maybe relate to them. And maybe it starts like, I don't know, a lava <laughs> that, okay, I'm going to interrupt and then going to start going down my little ways until I cool off and then create something beautiful. That's just amazing. So my next question would be, I know one of your way of inspiring moms is talking to other moms and see their struggles, see what they do out there. And I know that you do that a lot. And it's not so much about you, which is why we are kind of here today, because I want the world to know about you as well. Um, so I'm going to bring you out from your behind uh, hiding spot and ask you, I know you are writing as well, and I cannot wait. I'm excited. I heard about your book, but what is it about and what inspired you to write a book? Thank you so much, Dia. Uh, this book, I feel like, is my fourth child. I have three kids and I've spent years now writing, researching it. It's not published yet, but I have it all ready to go. And so I'll be starting the next step soon. And it's broken up into three sections. The first section is about our brains. And before you think like, oh, that sounds kind of boring, I try to make it fun. I try to really have us understand how we think, feel, how do we work with our emotions, ride our emotions, and uh, how can we do that with love? Because love can actually have us allow us to do those things. So I talk a bit about um, different parts of the brain with that, but again, making it simple. And the next section of the book, I talk about mental highways and back roads. So you have to think about in our brains when we exercise, like when we're exercising our muscles, we have to keep working on, let's say it's a habit. Let's say if I'm yelling too much at my kids for, um, we're late all the time. So I'm yelling at them, like, get ready. Oh my gosh. Like that's easy for me to do. It's a highway, a mental highway where I'm reacting, not responding. But if I try to take a back road where I am thinking about it and, um, and there's actual like neuroplasticity, brain growth, we can, there's studies that show we can build these back roads in our brains, literally. So how can I do those things in the moment in the name of love? So in an action, so you can do mindfulness, you can uh, show gratitude, you can show compassion. And sometimes compassion can be for yourself. Um, you can smile more in the moment, kind of fake your brain and be like, I'm going to smile and think of someone in my life that smiles at me. And that'll help like trick my brain to being more positive in the moment. Or maybe I'll tell a story. Maybe I'll share, you know, 
oh, like I remember when I got yelled at as a kid and I know how that feels. All of these things, when we practice them more, they become highways in themselves. It's essentially taking mental back roads and making them highways as opposed to those previous highways that we may not necessarily want to have. The third section is about me in my healthcare uh, background and our inner child. And I, um, it took me a while to discover who my inner child was, but I feel like we all have an inner child. And I utilize that in my healthcare background in having an inner child exam. How do we live life more as a child? How do we bring our child out to play with our kids? And so whether that be you know, doing hobbies that we enjoy. Maybe that's spending time with friends, listening more. Um, I break down all of that in that third section. So I think it'll have a lot of information that'll be helpful for moms. And I'm really excited to share all of my work and research with you guys. That's exciting. I'm excited about the mindfulness part, especially because yes, we do lose control in the moment for different reasons. And where we came from, it's really shaping us and blocking us, like you said, like the back roads, highways, like you say, like, yeah, what do I do? And we react in the moment. And if we will just slow down and rethink it um, and control it, like you said, with the mindfulness, I feel like probably most of the world's problem will be solved, I think, um, in a sense that, you know, if you're just literally looking around you in your friends, family, um, all that, yeah, you can see, like, point out the people that, okay, this person is reacting because of ABC. That's that's going to be exciting. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be super helpful for many of us and we will be able to relate. Um so thank you and what exactly inspired you to write a book i know that partially your kids but what else inspired you to write a book yeah i mean i've always been writing ever since i was a kid and i feel like in childhood sometimes writing was my only friend <laughs> um we lived like kind of like out in um a more rural area. And so I would just write my thoughts. And sometimes when I was frustrated, I would write them down. And I felt like it was helpful. It was therapeutic to do. I sometimes will talk about my house being infected as a child and not with like a bacteria or a virus, but with worry, frustration, and anxiety. And a lot of times when we're infected, we don't even realize we're infected. Uh, we're, we're passing on that frustration and worry to others, but we don't even know we're doing it. And it's so contagious. So I would, I would write about that. And, um, throughout the years, it really helped me. And when my baby was in the NICU, my first child, um, it helped me to, um, gather my thoughts. And so one day I actually, I mean, just thinking about this now, um, I realized I, you know, am now about to turn 40 that every decade I will write a synopsis of my life, like in the last 10 years, like what have I learned? What what do I want to accomplish? Kind of writing, I don't know, goal type things, but like, oh, I got to write one of those again because um, I'm going to be turning 40. But now I'm like, so then like a couple years ago, I decided, why don't I just write this book? Like I've, I, I feel like I've learned so much along the way. But at the same time, I want to be a companion to others. I think what makes my book different is like, I'm not trying to teach anyone. So our actions, like they, they're just so contagious. And what really inspired me to write though, was when I 
you know, like I was saying, I was going to be this perfect mom, but day in, day out, like I just felt like I was yelling. I was frustrated. I was passing it on to the next generation, but I didn't really realize it. Like it's just so insidious. But I remember one day I had my, um, one of those like cameras rolling, like we had it on, but I forgot to turn it off. And my, she was a toddler at the time, my child who was um, the one in the NICU, um, she was, became such a verbose, like talkative girl. And she said something to me that I don't know, like just frustrated me in the moment. So I yelled and then um, she came out of the room and was like, mom, you yell too much. And I'm like, no, I don't think I do. Like, I remember mom yelling, but I don't think I yell that much. I'm like, well, oh, wait, I have that camera rolling. Let me look at it and see, am I yelling that much? So I played it back and, oh, my gosh, I sounded exactly like my mom. And I'm like, this is, no, like, in my mind, I am not, I don't sound like that. But really, in reality, though, I am sounding like that. And that's what I think, like, we don't realize how our inner thoughts are like other people don't see what we're thinking what they see is our actions and that's really where this to love came it's like love is an action like we can feel as much love as we want to feel and we do we love our kids but how do they perceive that sometimes and how you know like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day how we feel it's more how we act and that's what is going to be remembered our actions on the world um so that was my inspiration. And I also really wanted to live in the present moment. Like as I, um, my other two um, were getting older, I remember a couple years ago um, during COVID when it was all kind of blowing up and life was crazy. We all have our COVID stories. Um, I remember we found out we were exposed to it two days before Christmas. And I was so upset. I had to cancel all of our holiday plans. But I was writing at the time, just kind of journaling a little bit more. And I was like, how can I show joy still in the moment? How can I act despite my feelings, despite how I'm feeling? I'm feeling frustrated, but I need to do something differently in the moment, um, which I didn't want to. But I looked to Charles Dickens because all of our Christmas traditions or holiday traditions, not all of them, but a lot come from that time period. And I'm like, well, let me see what how they celebrated Christmas because apparently we're going to be doing it alone in our house. And um, in The Christmas Carol, he talks about the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And um, the ghost of Christmas present in particular talks about, come here and know me better. I am the ghost of Christmas present. You have never seen the likes of me before. And I just thought that was so powerful where I'm like, I need to live with this, with the ghost or whatever of the present and not necessarily the past, the ruminating of like, how did we get exposed to this or whatever, or the future of, oh, I have to redo, you know, how much of our lives, uh, we don't, I, we, I want to know the ghost of Christmas present, not really the ghost, but like, you know, I want to be in the present more. And my brain's always time traveling. I'm either going to the past or there's a future, but really the only place I can meet my kids, I can meet my family is in the present. They, it's a lonely journey. Otherwise they aren't coming to the past or future with us. They are right here in right now. And absolutely. And I can relate to actually both of the stories that you are telling me now, because 
exactly one of the thing is that I was like, I don't want to become like my mom and I'm not going to go into my story, but, but literally I realized like some days that, oh my God, I am sounding like my mom. Oh my God, I'm reacting like my mom. And then you have to remember like, how do I get out of that past to enjoy the present and not to go too far to, to the future, uh, bring it back down and say like, no, I'm going to be different and I'm just going to enjoy and make the present and the future better for us. And that's going to be exciting in the book for sure. Um, so my next thing is um, that when is this book coming out that I wanted to ask? Um, and then where can we buy it? How can we get to it? Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, it's not published yet. So I will keep all of my followers uh, posted. And I would love, love it if you could subscribe to my newsletter because I will be giving all of the updates on when exactly it'll come out, where you can purchase it. And I really have, uh, really want an interaction in this book. Like I have at the end of every chapter questions where you can um you know, you can meet up with a friend or, you know, write it down, talk with other mom friends about how did I feel like, how can I show gratitude more in this moment? Let me do these gratitude exercises or these compassion exercises. Um, so I really want to like encourage that dialogue because I'm a mom just like you and I want us to work together and kind of be that village for each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be exciting. And I think it's going to help the the world itself to be a better place a little bit in a sense that if you think of it if you start cautiously looking at oh my god I just did this with my husband for instance or with my child like what do I do what should I do how can I do this better in the future that's going to be exciting I'm looking forward to read about your book I know I heard so much about it by now um, and excited to to try the exercises on my own family <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes we all have those mom moments when we either drive our husbands or kids nuts Thank you. but then how do we come back and how do we better for the next time that's going to be great thank you so much <laughs>